This is Direct Line. And now your hosts, Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Well, good morning. Welcome to Direct Line. It's Thursday, August 4th. It's Greg. It's Stephanie. We missed you last week. Well, thank you. I was doing Grammy duty. Yeah. And what what do you do when you go to Florida? You just basically <laughs> hang out with the grandchild? I do. Yeah? I do. Yeah, rock a baby. Pool, pool time or not? No, we didn't go to the pool. Okay. We didn't go to the beach. Okay. I think when you live in Florida, yeah. it's not such a big deal. Right. Well, you look tan. Stuff. Is that all Indiana tan? That's Indiana Okay, tan. all right. I don't even really okay. go outside in Florida. Yeah. It's too hot. Well, this time of the year especially, yeah. it's pretty miserable it's to be in Florida, nasty. isn't it? it yeah, it, I'd rather be inside in the air conditioning right, in Florida. Right. But I got lots of baby time. Well, give me some updates on uh, the grandchild. Well, she can roll over. Okay. Um, I think she's ready for food, but they're not okay. giving her any yet. But okay. If it were me, I would give her some. And when you say so. food, you mean like baby food or yes. you mean like food? Well, I think there's a whole new movement now of parents like when we had kids right i went out and bought baby food right people now are like pureeing they're doing their own baby food, food. okay yeah, pureeing it and now is that because of the baby food crisis isn't no. there a formula crisis that's out there or I, something well, where you can't get formula crisis. but not baby food i don't i don't know for okay. sure i don't think so no okay. i think there's just a i think you know I just think it's different than when we raised our kids. I mean, yeah. I went and bought Gerber baby food because right, I thought right. that's what you're supposed to right, do. Right, right. I never would The would've... carrots, the yeah. green beans, the yeah. peas, all that stuff. But yeah. apparently there's a lot of preservatives in oh, there, wow. you know? And okay. So I think there's some health-conscious people that say, and and it's cheaper. Okay. Just puree so, yeah, yeah. care. And, and now give us this... an update. How old is the, the young'un? Uh, she turned four months, so she's wow. like four months in a week now. So. That's awesome. Yeah, it's That's awesome. awesome. Well, congratulations. I you guys, though, last week. Well, I'm glad you could get away. We had a great time with miles and with chris um you know it's always good catching up with those guys and this is just a reminder that we're working on a group sermon series that the three of us are kind of leading the charge on but many others we're hoping are going to jump in i think that's awesome i i'm really excited about it i did this two other times in my former ministry at clinton i was blessed uh beyond words each time you just learn so much when you study with others and we're gonna have one more kind of large gathering retreat day and then we'll meet each week before the messages. And, um, you know, it's an interesting time that we're living in. And I love the title of it. We're calling it, you asked for it, but it's kind of, you know, what, what are the cultural questions mm-hmm. that people are asking or mm-hmm. cultural issues? Right. What are the biblical answers? Does the Bible speak to life? Does mm-hmm. the Bible speak to race? Does the Bible speak to sexuality? Right. And then I love the tag phrase, Chris came up with this, or maybe Miles came up with it, but better conversations. Mm-hmm. We're not just doing this so you mm-hmm. can have cognitive knowledge. But how can we live this out? How how can I take what the Bible teaches us Mm -hmm. and not just put it in my heart, but be able to communicate with a culture that might say, no, you're wrong on this. So uh, I'm really excited about it. How many churches do you think are participating? Well, right now I think we're at five. But but I think, you know, depending on the people that uh, have been invited to be a part of it, I wouldn't be surprised if you don't see seven, eight, nine, ten churches that are a part of it. And And how long is this series? It's going to be seven weeks. And again, um, I think since you and I have talked last, we added a seventh week, okay. we're going to look at Christian nationalism. Oh, okay. And what is Christian nationalism? Mm-hmm. What is it not? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I shared this last week, but you know, I had a, a, someone on Twitter, I noticed, said that if your, your preacher 
uh, says that he loves America, he's a Christian nationalist. Mm. Well, that's Looney Tunes. Mm. You know, I, I mean, I'm proud to be an American. Right. You know, and I'm glad that I live in America. Right. Um, but I would not call myself a Christian nationalist. Mm-hmm. And I would mm-hmm. tell others, you should love your country and mm-hmm. you should not be a Christian nationalist. So mm-hmm. that's just one of seven. I think it's going to be good for us. I think it's going to be good for our churches. And hopefully it's going to spark better conversations. Awesome. Good so we'll see guys. where that goes. Awesome. Well, hey, I got a couple articles from uh, our world that I wanted to kind of bring to your attention. One of them has been in the building for 21 years. Uh, Do you remember 9-11, 2001, when the awful, awful terrorist attack on our country took place? And, you know, the big name that was attached to that was Osama bin Laden, Mm -hmm. and he he was killed by Navy SEALs uh, 10 years after that. Mm -hmm. Well, his number two guy, number one guy, I guess you would say, Ayman el-Zawahari, uh, who's really been kind of running the uh, the al-Qaeda terror network secretly mm-hmm. since bin Laden was killed. Um, he was killed this week, yeah. a drone attack, and that's good news. Yep. Let's just say that um, when we have evil people like this that are a part of terror, I, I think we should celebrate whoever the president is. I think that is just Absolutely. a blessing that that happened. Mm-hmm. But here's one of the questions that I have for you is uh, a year ago at this time, you know, our withdrawal from Afghanistan yeah. was about as bad as it could be. Right. You look at how that unfolded. I mean, there's no way to say that was America's finest moment. Right. But one of the things that was made as an argument by multiple people in the current administration, including the president, was we don't need to stay in Afghanistan anymore because Al-Qaeda is all gone. They're not there anymore. Well, my man that was killed (laughs) on Sunday was in the upscale part of Kabul, Kabul, Mm -hmm. however you say it, the, the, you know, the leading city in Afghanistan sitting on a porch in the middle of the day. It seems like Afghanistan has become again, the, the residency. Well, yeah. The Taliban and Al-Qaeda yeah. and all of that. And again, I, I'm not throwing stones. I'm just asking the question. One of the things I thought, may, maybe this is an unfair question, but did we waste 20 years in Afghanistan? Mm, uh, you know, yeah. you, you had <laughs> countless number of lives, billions and billions of dollars that was spent. Yeah. And it looks like the Al-Qaeda, at least their number one guy, mm-hmm. is alive and well and operating. And, you know, thank well, not goodness. Now. Not now. But, now who's but, but up two? to this point, yeah. I mean, if, if he's drinking coffee on a balcony, right. Right. that tells me there's this comfort level. This right. tells me that he's probably not alone. I wouldn't think guys like uh, yeah. this right. are traveling by themselves. Right. And so it's just something that... Um, I don't know. You can't go back in time, but I, mm-hmm. I think you have these moments in American history that are just really dark blots on our mm-hmm. country. Mm-hmm. I think slavery is mm-hmm. a dark blot. Mm-hmm. I think Vietnam mm-hmm. is a dark blot. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that, and I hope I'm wrong on this, but I think history will not judge well mm-hmm. what's happened in Afghanistan and even more to the point how we left Afghanistan sure. and what happened after the point. Right. So right. it jumped out and it grabbed me and I just wanted to see if you had any thoughts. So you say we celebrate, and we do, we celebrate, but think about that guy. Does he have a family? Does he, he does. have children? You know, there's the human aspect. There is. I mean, But I would also say there's evil in this world. Yes, and, yes. you know, from our Minor Prophets series right. earlier this year, right. you saw that God eventually right. said, I'm done with no the evil Assyrians. I'm done with right. the evil Babylonians. Right. And I think maybe celebrates the wrong term, but I would say our world's a better place, I think, that this evil mm-hmm 
evil is all done. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a reminder that as Americans, there's a target on your back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for me, I'll never stop saying thank you to the men and women right. that serve our country. I'll never right. stop saying thank you to people that have paid the ultimate price. Freedom isn't right. free. And just one more thing. I didn't even give you an article on this. Um, thankfully, the Senate has finally passed a bill that's going to get our veterans mm-hmm. that face just, you know, abhorrent medical conditions mm-hmm. as a result of being in places right. like Afghanistan and Iraq. Maybe chemical weapons have been used or, mm-hmm. you know, other other mm-hmm. means uh, mm-hmm. has caused to, uh, serious health issues. That bill passed mm-hmm. late, I think, Monday night, Tuesday night. Okay. The week's getting away from me, okay. but it's going to get them the medical care that they need. Hey, one more thing about our country, then we'll go to break. Uh, Fox News article that I have in front of me mm-hmm. from Monday, August, no, Tuesday, August 2nd, emerging crime capitals of America. These cities have the highest murders per capita. And you would expect that it'd be places like Chicago and Philadelphia and Baltimore and New York City. But let me give you some of the cities that are uh, at the highest level of murder rates. New Orleans. Mm -hmm. I was there last summer at this time. Mm -hmm. Birmingham, Alabama. Milwaukee, Wisconsin. St. Louis, Missouri. Cleveland, Ohio. Mm -hmm. Rochester, New York. Atlanta, Georgia. Mm -hmm. Uh, Crime is out of control, and I want to also apologize for how small the font is on that article. I could not get my articles to print. I can barely read this. I I was going over this this morning while I was drinking coffee. I'm like, well, I can barely read this. Yeah. Yeah, what a a bad trend that's happening in our major cities. It has to stop. Mm -hmm. It absolutely Mm -hmm. has to stop. Mm -hmm. I I don't Mm -hmm. get it. Mm -hmm. I I don't understand. Well, there's the defunding of the police. It's and didn't it say in this article that that some cities that were um, the highest crime last year there has been a decrease a bit because they've been they've refunded they've refunded they're asking even retired police officers please come back so we need our police. Law enforcement. We need them. But but I but. think, you know, again, I go back to my time in Israel. Um, I was talking to somebody Sunday that had been to Israel the year before, and we were commenting how many machine guns mm-hmm. we saw. Mm-hmm. And I was glad. Mm-hmm. There was no problem. There right. were no issues. Do we need to rethink? I mean, if a city has a murder per capita rate like this mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. current policing methods, I'm not throwing shade at the police. I'm thankful that they're serving, yeah. but... There must not be enough of them. Right. Something's got well, to change. This article says that every one of those cities is in Democratic states. Well, they are. Democratic they ones. are. Well, there's something yeah. to be said yeah. about I, that. Yeah. There's I'm this not, left, I'm not disagreeing. left-leaning, liberal ideology, um, getting letting people out on bail. I mean, yeah. what's all the bail yeah. issues? And Well, they're wanting to go do away with bail. Right. That's what they're wanting to do. They're wanting to say that the bail system in itself is racist. I'm not mm-hmm. saying there doesn't need to be reform that takes place, but you had this account that took place two weeks ago where a candidate for governor in New York. I don't know if you saw this or not. He's giving a speech and a guy comes up and he's got a knife and he says, I'm going to silence you. And he's going to stab the guy. Well, people knock him down. I mean, the guy's obviously a deranged Mm -hmm. lunatic. Mm -hmm. He goes to jail. He's there 30 minutes, no bail posted and he's out. Right. Now, that's Looney that's Tunes. That's a big problem. And I don't know anybody in America that thinks that's a good idea. Well, there must be some. Well, could be. I'm saying <laughs> They're I'm voting saying, for these people. I'm saying I don't know who they are. Right. And the, the, the normal 
common sense right. majority needs to rise up and say this is Looney Tunes right. and this has to happen. Right. I guarantee you that the police officers that I know and the law enforcement people that I know don't want anything like this to happen. And I, I don't know. I just, to me, we need to exhaust all resources. If I was a resident of the south side of Chicago and I've been to the south side of mm -hmm. Chicago and we have a lot of believers that live on the south side of Chicago, I mean, you are almost a prisoner in your home. You don't mm -hmm. want to go outside. Mm -hmm. That mm -hmm. can't happen. Mm -hmm. Something has to stop. And you can blame Mayor Lightfoot. I'm not a fan. Mm -hmm. You can blame Governor Pritzker. I am certainly not a fan. But I'm saying someone's got to rise up and say, this stops. Mm -hmm. This like is awful. Like the guy over at the Greenwood Mall who had the gun on yeah. him. Yeah. He, he stopped it. He stopped it. And, what, stopped it. and what was the talking point by some, not, not a lot, right. but so a few people said, we shouldn't celebrate him. Right. He shouldn't have had a gun there. Well, I, think so. I mean, I say give the guy a parade. Absolutely. And I'm more, saying name a street after him. And if more of us would start right. carrying. Right. At, I mean, we may not be carrying machine guns like in Israel, but right. carry your gun and take care of right. it. Right. Well, so. I, I think you're going to see that happen. Mm -hmm. I think you're going to see a mm -hmm. rise in concealed mm -hmm. carry take mm -hmm. place. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that guy in Greenwood, I don't have his name in front right. of me. Man, Doc. he's a hero. Yeah. Yeah. Now, three people were still killed, and that's tragic. Right. And we, we'll have no idea what was wrong with this 20-year-old that opened fire. I mean, mm -hmm. huge mm -hmm. issues, obviously, right. if you go to a mall and want to just start shooting people. Right. Right. But... Aren't you glad there were three deaths and not 33 deaths? Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Let's stop talking about this. <laughs> You're well, fired up. <laughs> when we come back, I, I want to just let you know ahead of time, it is going to be a very adult uh, segment. And I wrestled with even bringing this to the forefront or not, mm -hmm. but um, pornography mm -hmm. is a scourge on our culture. Mm -hmm. And it is creating damage mm -hmm. that I think we're going to feel as a culture for years and years and years to come. Mm -hmm. And um, there, there's actually a court case that um, is exposing the darkness of America's worst industry mm -hmm. in ways I didn't even realize. Mm -hmm. It's a hard article to read, mm -hmm. but we need to tackle this issue. So I'm just letting you know if you're driving and kids are in the car with you, mm -hmm. you may want to you know, shelter them from what we're going to talk about when we come back. You're listening to Direct Line. It's Thursday, August the 4th. Greg and Stephanie, we'll be right back after this. You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217-477-0025. Morgan Stanley Smith Marty, LLC. Member SIPC. Looking for a job that offers flexible hours, competitive pay, 401k options, and a few extra perks? This is Deanna Witzel from the Witzel Family McDonald's, and we are hiring. This is Rob Witzel, area supervisor. We are hiring managers, custodians, and crew members at all locations in Covington, Danville, Oakwood, Hoopston, and Georgetown. Hourly pay for custodians and crew members is up to $13 an hour, and manager pay is up to $17 an hour. Just fill out the online application today at mchire.com or stop by any of our locations. Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. You know, it's easy to make promises. The hard thing is keeping them. 
Sunset promises to carry your load at a most difficult time. To the communities they serve, they promise to be there for your children, your churches, and your organizations. Sunset promises to help our veterans. They will support them with the same level of commitment these veterans had as soldiers defending our freedom. I'm Judy Fraser, and if you're looking for a family that keeps their promises, I would suggest you make just one phone call. Sunset Funeral Homes and Cremation Centers. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. It's Thursday, August 4. It's Greg. It's Stephanie. And right now, we're pre-recording this radio segment. Correct. We're getting ready for GLS. I'm, I'm getting excited. Are you excited? I am. And I'm it's, ex- it it's a great day. It takes me a while day. to build up the excitement for it. But. And, you know, we're on the air from 8 to 9 a.m. this Thursday morning. GLS right. doesn't start until 9 a.m. Right. Come on out. You can still uh, plug in. <laughs> Are you uh, anticipating one speaker more than any other Ron, this year? Ron Howard. Ron Howard. I'm, Opie. I'm here. Yeah, yeah, I'm anxious to hear him, what yeah. he has to say. I'm a little disappointed. My man Albert Tate is not speaking, right. but he is going to be sharing yes. uh, about an offering yeah. opportunity. Yeah. One of the things I'm really excited about with GLS this year is they've given us kind of an extended window on mm-hmm. Friday mm-hmm. to tell some of the local stories, right. and we're going to be able to tell, you know, here's what's happening with GLS at the prison. Right. Here's what happened uh, last November with GLS right. in Africa. I'm right. really excited yeah. Yeah. to see that take yeah. place. But we couldn't do direct line without our wonderful sponsors. Who are we saying thank you to? We're thankful to Don and Deanna Witzel with McDonald's, Chris and Daisha Robinson with Robinson Chiropractic, the Darby family with Sunset Funeral Home, the team at Hans Tank Wash, Bill and Mary Lou Knight with Lakewood Insurance, and Dean and Gina Crandall with Morgan Stanley. Okay, so just a reminder, we're going to get serious. Uh, This is going to be a very adult segment that takes place. There's two articles that really jumped out at me. Mm -hmm. One is from the Christian Post, and it's just kind of a general report where a judge says that Visa helped monetize child pornography on Pornhub Mm -hmm. and is allowing a victim's lawsuit to proceed. And that's just kind of general information. Um, I really appreciated what David French from the Dispatch wrote on Sunday, and his article is headlined, A Crucial Court Case Exposes the Darkness of America's Worst Industry. Mm -hmm. I am going to link this article. As hard as it is to read, uh, I couldn't Mm -hmm. stop reading, Mm -hmm. and I think it needs to be something that people, even if, you know, for whatever reason, you feel like this has never impacted you personally, Mm -hmm. or this is not something that's in your world, I promise you it is a reality Mm -hmm. in our world Mm -hmm. today. I mean, Mm -hmm. the statistics... Um, uh, when, when it comes to pornography are staggering. Right. And, and not just not, I mean, it's also in the church. Oh, that's what it, I'm saying. Yeah, okay. yeah. Not just out in the world, right, but in the church right, is right. staggering. Um, right. And, you know, even beyond that, you look at how accessible it yes. has become. Anybody that's got a smartphone, right. unless someone, you know, that knows what they're doing, which I'm not someone that knows mm-hmm. what I'm doing, you're mm-hmm. probably not no. either, you can get almost anything on your smartphone, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And if you think your sixth grader or your seventh grader or your eighth grader mm-hmm. is far ahead of where you think they are? Probably your second or third grade. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So David Frentz talks about the story of Serena Flites, and I hope I'm pronouncing her name right, mm-hmm. but when she was 13 years old, mm-hmm. her boyfriend talked her into making a nude video. Mm-hmm. And we don't know the specifics of it. It doesn't need to happen. But her boyfriend uh, took that, mm-hmm. and he sold it, it's a Pornhub, mm-hmm. which I guess, I don't know if it's the largest, I don't know if the article said, but it's a it's a it's just a monstrosity of a website, and he got some money, 
and that video began to be uploaded mm -hmm. and I or downloaded. Mm -hmm. And I think it was downloaded like 2.7 million so times. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. And she found out about it. She was, of course, devastated. At 13. At 13. Mm -hmm. As a 13-year-old, she called the parent company. What's the name of the Mind parent company? Mind Geek. And said, take it down. She mm -hmm. got the runaround. Mm -hmm. She called back pretending to be your mother mm -hmm. and got the runaround. Mm -hmm. And she tried and tried and tried and tried and she got nowhere. And before long, this video wasn't just downloaded. Right. It was then uploaded to all these sites. Mm -hmm. And uh, anyway, she is, you know, bringing a lawsuit against Pornhub and against Visa. And mm -hmm. if she doesn't win this case, let me just say there is something terribly wrong right. with our judicial system. Right. If, there, if right. there is not a case to be made. But the thing that made me just uh, almost come to tears Sunday morning as I was reading this is, how many times has this story been replicated that we don't even know oh, about? Oh, yeah, over and over. You know? How old is she now? Do I, I, I don't know. So that, 13, that's what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. But she suffered with depression, yeah. bullying, drugs. harassment, right. Right. drugs, right. depression, right. suicide. Right. I mean, you know how mean kids can be. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine if, you know, the school found out, hey, this has happened? Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. it's just mm -hmm. absolutely awful. Mm -hmm. But what's intriguing about this is it's not just Pornhub that's being sued. And, you know, I hope they shut Pornhub down. Mm -hmm. The sad thing mm -hmm. is they shut them down. There's another one that's, that's right. going to spring up right, right behind them. Right. But Visa is a, a part of mm -hmm. this lawsuit. And if I get this right, you, you read this probably more clearly than I did. Yeah. Visa originally was a partner with Pornhub. And so this lawsuit comes out, and it's discovered that there's all kinds of questionable videos that are mm -hmm. out there, and they're really not um, filtering the videos. There's mm -hmm. a lot of child pornography mm -hmm. that's out there. And so Visa, for a time, decides we'll no longer be a part of this industry. Right. We're going we're gonna to pull our name out. But at some point, they decided, well... Maybe we're losing too much money mm -hmm. or whatever it right. may be. They jump back in. Right. And as I understand it today, they are active in helping people purchase their pornography through at least Pornhub. That's what it sounds like. And so they're being sued as well. Mm -hmm. And the, the question is, you know, can you sue a credit card company? Because they're claiming, hey, we're this neutral third party. We're really not involved, you know, in the you know decisions of what right. videos go on. Right. And from what I understand in this lawsuit, they said, you are a vehicle in allowing this child pornography mm -hmm. to be downloaded and then to be uploaded. And it's happening time and time. Time and time again. It's a hard read, but I think right. it's something that I needed to read and that I felt like I needed to bring to the direct line audience. So, just general thoughts that you well, have. What does it? What, what? Why is it? Why is it important? Why is it important to bring this to the? Well, I think audience? it's important because I think a lot of people who love the Lord mm -hmm. have no idea mm -hmm. how prominent this problem is. Okay. How many lives are being destroyed? Right. How many people are wrestling with this? You know, this thirteen-year-old girl, um, uh, Serena Fuentes. I mean, how many Serena Fuentes are out there that we don't even know about? Right. Right. And, and we see these children. I mean, a thirteen-year-old is a child. Yes. You know. And I, I think conversations have to happen. Mm -hmm. Again, I don't know the specifics of this, but I, I wonder, did Serena have a parent or a youth pastor or someone that said, hey, you need to know anybody that wants you to do something mm -hmm. along these lines, mm -hmm. they are lying to you, run away. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm so thankful for student ministries, and we have a strong student ministry here at Second Church. There are strong student ministries in our community, but I think we have to have conversations, even if they're uncomfortable mm -hmm. conversations, mm -hmm. so that 
people at least have that seed planted. I remember my parents, you know, they, they were harsh about drugs. Mm-hmm. Don't ever take drugs. My, right. It will kill you if you take drugs. Um, man, I'm glad, right. you know. Now, I didn't have a lot of opportunities. Right. You know, I didn't, you know, have situations where people were handing me this or handing me that. But I pretty much had it in my mind. Mm-hmm. I'm not going down that road. Mm-hmm. That's not going to happen. But I think that was different back then when you and I were kids. Maybe. It may we, be. Did, we did not have the influence of that phone. And I think that phone is the largest influence on kids today. It is. Mom and dad can be saying in your ear, don't take a, don't take a nude picture of yourself. Right. But, but uh, you know, a 13 year old has a boyfriend. I love you. Right. I mean, that is so strong. Just do it on, just do it on your phone. Just send me a picture. That's all. It's no big deal. But, but again, I think if we don't ever, if we never talk about Mm -hmm. the abortion issue at church, if I never address the abortion issue and People in the world, in our communities, are hearing, you know, pro-choice, pro-choice, pro-choice. It's no big deal. It's not a life. It's just, a you know, a blob of cells. Um, I think they're going to assume either we don't know or we don't care or it's not important enough to take time. I think this is a situation where we have to have difficult conversations. Well, and I think, I don't think you have this conversation in the pulpit as much as we probably should have. Right. I mean, there are probably men in every church, Absolutely. in every pew. Don't say probably. Are, yeah, I mean, there are. There are, and right? they are struggling with porn right. and it's affecting their families right. it's, it's affecting their marriage it's yep. affecting their children who yep. are watching and know what's going on yep and so we, we seem to always talk about the sin of porn or yep. but I, we don't really think about the young girl who's in the right. actual video right. and how it has affected her people have referred to the porn industry um in trying to justify it as saying it is a victimless Oh, no. Industry. No. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just people in their homes or their apartments or their trailers, and they're just consuming this, and there's no victims, and that's mm-hmm. the biggest lie that's out there. Right. You know? Right. And I just, to me, I think we mm-hmm. have to have these conversations. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the other thing that I want to say. When we have these conversations, we have to live out the tag phrase that we're so excited about here at Second Church that we're a grace place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I think, um, I know of multiple instances of people that were in ministry that Mm -hmm. had a struggle Mm -hmm. and came forward on their own and they said, I have this struggle and I want to get help. Mm -hmm. And they were promptly relieved of Mm -hmm. duties and sent to the curb. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I I think if we are a grace place, we have to be a grace place. And I think that's hard to be a grace place, you know? Yeah. I mean, I work, I work in this office, which yep. is, yep. has a lot of men. Yes. And if the yep. statistics are true, the people yep. that I work with and care about, somebody is dealing with it. Absolutely. At least one. Absolutely. Yeah. But, but what I'm saying is, I think it's one thing to say, yeah, we're a grace place. Come and meet Jesus. And of course, that's a reality. Mm-hmm. But when people are struggling mm-hmm. with the sting and the stain of sin, and I think that's what happens when right. it comes to pornography. Absolutely. Um, I think a lot of people don't come forward because they're afraid. Right. right. They're afraid that they're going to be ostracized. Right. They're afraid. And I'm not just talking people that maybe are working for a church. I'm talking in the pews. Right. You know? Right. Satan, but- I'm going to get spiritual here. <laughs> Satan uses two tactics, I think, with Bible-believing Christians that want to do God's will mm-hmm. but are struggling with the sting and the stain of sin. Mm-hmm. One is secrets and one is silence. Mm-hmm. I can't tell anybody right. or I've got to keep the secret, which I guess is kind of in the same way, the same thing. Right. And right. I think we've got to break that well, if we are a grace place. Well, and we have seen, we have, we see it here every Tuesday night, people right. who have struggled with it and, right. or are struggling with it and they're overcoming it. Right. It is not 
Right. It's not the sin that's going to um, send you to hell necessarily right. because right. you're you're sitting at home struggling with it. Right. You there, go to hell. I believe you go to hell because Jesus is not your savior and right. your lord. And there are a lot of people who have right. Jesus and right. sa- as their savior who are struggling with porn. Talk real quickly about the one specific share group that might speak to this problem. Yeah, the, Somebody's listening. Yeah, the men's moral integrity group. Now, d- some people say, why is it just for men? Okay, so women deal with pornography too, and right. they do. De- they right. they would talk about. It. But there right. is one specific group: men's moral integrity. Um, and it's for men who struggle with yep. um, gender identity, yep. pornography, yep. Um, yep. just lustful thoughts. Right. Sex addiction. Um, yeah, sex I mean, addiction. Let's be honest, right? I yeah. mean, there's some that struggle with that. Right, right. And the thing I love about that group is the leader of that group mm-hmm. has been very transparent yep. about his struggles. Yep. It has cost him a ton right. personally, right. and yet he's not hidden from that. Right. And I'm thankful for people right. that are willing to stand up and right. say, this is my struggle, right. and I need a band of brothers that are going to help me. Right. And, you know, it may be that someday we need to have a female group, right. you know, along those lines. Right. But right. Um, I, I don't know. I was just really moved on mm-hmm. Sunday morning, and mm-hmm. I said, mm-hmm. I know this isn't typical direct line conversation, but I felt mm-hmm. like that we needed to. Mm-hmm. So yeah. so somebody's listening, and, and they're saying, man, I do struggle with that. We invite them to come to Celebrate Absolutely. Recovery every Tuesday night at 6 o'clock. And yep. Um, you can you can you can find victory. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, one more thing about CR, just uh, kind of an FYI, we are restarting the curriculum the Tuesday after Labor Day, okay. and so there's a year long curriculum right. that takes start place. Start with denial. We are starting <laughs> with denial. Right. The, the Tuesday after Labor Day. So if you've heard about Celebrate mm-hmm. Recovery, you're not really sure mm-hmm. when's a great time to start. I mean, come next week. Sure. But you want to start the new curriculum with mm-hmm. us? We start the Tuesday after. Awesome. Um, Labor Day, mm-hmm. uh, whatever that date would be, mm-hmm. I think it's, I'm doing the math, I think I it's know. September 6th, I want to say, along those lines, but I'm so thankful mm-hmm. for that ministry. Well, thanks for bringing this hard yep. topic up. Yep. So, hey, let's it. go to break. When we come back, I've got an update on the dangers of bicycling, <laughs> as well as an update from Supreme Court Justice Samuel Alito. He was in Rome. Uh-huh. How cool would it be to yeah. head to Rome? Yeah. And then a question, there was an op-ed by Michael Brown in Christian Post that really, uh, caught my eye. You're listening to Direct Line. It's Greg and it's Steph. It's Thursday, August 4. We'll be right back after this. Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyd's of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217-260-5647. Looking for a job that offers flexible hours, competitive pay, 401k options, and a few extra perks? This is Deanna Witzel from the Witzel Family McDonald's, and we are hiring. This is Rob Witzel, area supervisor. We are hiring managers, custodians, and crew members at all locations in Covington, Danville, Oakwood, Hoopston, and Georgetown. Hourly pay for custodians and crew members is up to $13 an hour, and manager pay is up to $17 an hour. Just fill out the online application today at mchire.com or stop by any of our locations. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. This is Stephanie with Greg. Again, we are at the GLS, the Global Leadership Summit, today yes. on Thursday, August 4th, but we are pre-recording on Wednesday. Yes. And so we're happy to be with you this morning. It's been pretty heavy. You know, we talked a lot about politics and yeah. problems in our country, and then we 
had an entire segment right. on the issue of let's, pornography. You're going to lighten it up a let's little bit? Let's lighten it up okay, a little do bit. It. Um, are you an Amy Grant fan? Of course. I Who's love not an Amy, Amy Grant? I mean, oh, at our age. I think there's some, yeah. Well, because yeah. of her personal choices, you mean? Or? I don't know. Oh. I, I remember early in ministry um, claiming that I was an Amy Grant fan, and I was roundly ridiculed at oh. a minister's lunch, oh. and one of the guys said I wouldn't walk across the street to see a free concert by Amy Grant. Really? And oh. I thought, well, that's kind of harsh. But I love her. I think I uh, a lot of positives. But, um, you know, she's going on tour this fall. At least she was supposed to be going on tour. And was she tour. exercising or something to get ready? I don't know. Or? I don't know. But she <laughs> fell off her bike. She had a bike wreck. She and President Biden together, Well, huh? I, I think uh, Biden, I don't know that I would call it a, a, a bike wreck. I think it was more of a stopping <laughs> conundrum, you know, because he was actually stopped and he oh. just kind of rolled over. Gotcha. But um, I think she was actually rolling and she was actually hospitalized yeah, for a while. Like but did you know that Amy Grant was the first contemporary Christian musician that was announced as a Kennedy Center honoree. Did you know I, that? No, I did not. Do know you that. know that the Kennedy Center honors people every year? Yes, I, I, I did. I, but see, did I didn't even that? really know a whole lot about that. But you know, you think of all the musicians mm -hmm. that have you know had the label Christian through the years. Mm -hmm. Says a lot about her that she's the first one hmm. to be honored mm -hmm. by the Kennedy Center. Hmm. But um, yeah, any thoughts on Amy Grant and her bike wreck? Her bike crash is the word that they use well, here. Well, I guess I didn't realize she was sixty-one years old. I know. So that makes me feel old. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Hey, I, I think it's good. You're 61. You're out riding your bike. And yeah. Are you a biker? A, uh, well, I used to. I don't even have one now. But yeah. what do you mean I mean, you don't have one? I don't have one. Well, why I don't not? Have a bike. Did it break? Did it go away? It went to Florida somehow. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Well, <laughs> yeah. I love biking. I never do it anymore. I'm embarrassed yeah. to say, but I love you used to be to on do the it bike. A lot oh, when I you did it a ton until I moved to Danville. What? You know, well, I don't know. I, I don't have it. I'm really into the walking thing yeah. now. I love to walk. Yeah. Um, spend a lot of time in the mornings. I I think I'm able to um to spend more time kind of in you know solitude and mm -hmm. prayer mm -hmm. and contemplation walking than biking. Gotcha. I think when you when I'm biking. I'm always worried. Is that does that truck see me? Right. You know, uh, I, I, I don't know. You're gonna see the pothole. That was apparently yeah, what happened to Amy. Yeah. She hit a pothole. Well, that's so. dangerous stuff, it is. man. It is. But anyway, get well, Amy that's Grant. Right. And right. um, she has a tour coming up. She so does. And just a reminder, a few dates. I think didn't they? Oh yeah, yeah. I think all of her August dates. Yeah. And I I think it's gonna kind of be a see how see how it right. unfolds. Right. But um, I, I'm imagining you say 61. That's what. She Probably says. tougher to bounce back at 61 well, yeah. than 31 or 21, or, right? Well, we're 52 I know. 53. If you fell off a bike today, how would you handle it? I think it'd be pretty sore. <laughs> you know? But our president <laughs> oh, bounced right back. He did. You know, he fell off the bike, right. and the Secret Service picked him up. That's and, right. you know, he was eating chocolate chocolate chip ice cream before long. <laughs> there so we go. it all worked out. There we but go. Um, there you go. Hey, um, question. This is a uh, an op-ed that appeared in the Christian Post. Uh, I love when I do closing prayer to remind our church mm. that we're called to be the salt of the mm. earth and the light of the world. Right. And those are words that come from Jesus' Sermon on the Mountain. Mm -hmm. He gives the Beatitudes, the, you know, blessed are right. you, the right. poor in spirit, the meek, you know, what, what the pure in heart, whatever right. it may be. And then he says, you're called to be the salt of the earth and be the light of the world. And Michael Brown asked the question, can the church regain its prophetic voice? And uh, I think one of the, the things that we need to wrestle with is that in the eyes of many, we have forfeited our mm -hmm. prophetic voice. Mm -hmm. um, first of all, do you think that's true? I do. Has the church in general forfeited its prophetic voice? And if so, explain. 
I, I think so. I think we have kind of cowered and we have become part of culture and okay. we've allowed um, other voices to to drown out drown out ours. Okay. Does that okay. make sense? Yeah, no it does. It and does. I think when you, once you do that, yeah. It's very difficult to say, "Oh, well we're going to change this now." Yeah. And you kind of do lose your right ability to right. to get back in the game. I know. So, um, you know, I did the Colson Fellows program yes. for a year, yep. hoping to bring the Colson Fellows program to Danville mm-hmm. summer of 2024, but one of the themes that I saw play out through that whole year with this deep dive into worldview is that I would say the past 25 years Culture has catechized the church mm-hmm. more than the church mm-hmm. has catechized yes. culture. And I think that um, it's really hard once that's unfolding. Yes. It's like a runaway train yes. in a lot of ways. Yeah. And so I don't know that I have any answers necessarily. I don't know that Did I have any great suggestions. Have any answers? Well, or I think he said we got to get back to speaking truth, truth. even if it means yeah. people are going to be unhappy with me. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I was wrestling with my message from last week. And, uh, you know, I, I thought long and hard about criticizing our current president and criticizing our former president. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I ended up not doing it. Mm-hmm. I ended up thinking, you know, people are just that, that are all in on Biden. Mm-hmm. They're, they're going to miss the point I'm making. Mm-hmm. Or the people that are all in on Trump are mm-hmm. going to miss the point that I'm making. Mm-hmm. I did a sermon at my last church. I think I've shared this with you before. Um, on speech. It was out of the book of James, you Mm -hmm. know, the danger of our words. Mm -hmm. And I said, just because our president behaves a certain way on social media, speaking of President Trump, Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that you should tweet Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. I I thought that was just like a common sense Mm -hmm. reality. I had a lady stick her finger in my chest and Mm -hmm. said, you will not speak about my president like that. And if you do it again, I'll never be back. Mm -hmm. And I tried to engage her and she said, no, 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 I don't want to hear it. Mm -hmm. You cannot say anything negative about him. That's a dangerous, yes. dangerous place yeah. to be with any person, right? With me or with you, right. you know, you, right. you can't go down that road. Right. And um, if if we allow someone to to have that level of infallibility, mm-hmm. that's a dangerous place mm-hmm. to be. Mm-hmm. And so that's one example, mm-hmm. I guess, that I would mm-hmm. say. But I think we've got to get back to what really matters most: kingdom first, mm-hmm. no matter what. Mm-hmm. Can we do it? Well, can it happen? Jesus says that we can. I know. I mean, but I'm saying, can we do it? I don't. I think I don't know. I I raised with our I elders. Know. I said, guys, you know, I'm excited about this fall. I'm mm-hmm. excited about mm-hmm. tackling these are worldview issues when mm-hmm. you get right down to it. Mm-hmm. But I know there'll be people that a- absolutely disagree when it comes to some of the issues that we're going to look at. Mm-hmm. You know, I guarantee you, there's mm-hmm. going to be people that are unhappy. Mm-hmm. And I said, it may be that someone will say, you know, if that's what you believe about the issue of life, I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. Or if that's what you believe about um, a biblical sexual ethic, mm-hmm. I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. Or if that's what you believe about Christian nationalism, I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. Are we willing to pay that price? Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. you know, to a man, they're like, we're going to be people of truth. We're going to mm-hmm. be people of mm-hmm. God's word. Mm-hmm. We're, we're and and if people are offended by that, they're offended by that. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I just I, I wonder how many people are are not willing to pay the price for speaking truth. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I guess we'll find out. So I guess we will. Okay. <laughs> hey, one more article. Do you know the name Supreme Court Justice Samuel I Alito? I do. Yeah, he was of course the author of right. the Dobbs case that uh, I think is going to go down as one of the great Supreme Court. 
decisions of all time. Well, he was in Rome, and he's really been getting blasted. I mean, not only have the lunatics showed up at their homes <laughs> protesting, right. but you've got some really high-powered people like UK former UK Prime Minister mm-hmm. Boris Johnson and Prince Harry Prince spoke Harry. out. Right. Yeah, which, right. again, when Prince Harry starts talking, <laughs> I usually stop listening. Oh, some of us love the royal. I know you do. I know you do. But, yeah, he would be someone that I couldn't really care less what he thinks. But they've really went after him, and he basically clapped back. Alito basically clapped back, and he basically said, hey, we are going to stand up for religious liberty. We are not going to hold our tongue, Mm -hmm. and we are going to do what we think we're called to do according to the law. And so Mm -hmm. as you read through that article, anything jump out at you? Anything grab you? It's interesting just that various world leaders from other countries like to weigh in. I mean— they don't live here. They don't vote. Right. I mean. Yeah. Who do you think you are? Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, that, this is how our system goes. Right. Right. Deal um, with it. I don't know. I like what Alito said. It, it's not just the problem is not just indifference to religion. It's not just ignorance. Right. But there is this growing hostility, hostility. to religion. Yep. Or the, at least the traditional religious beliefs. Um, I, I, I feel I feel bad for these guys and gals that. You know they're on on there. They've made this decision, and then there's such backlash. Right. I don't care what Harry says about it. Right. Yeah, I don't either. either I don't either. Who's he? Is he married? He's the one that's married to Meghan. Yeah. Is that right, Meghan Markle? Yeah. And okay. they, well, yeah. I mean, now they moved over here, so yeah, they right. live here, right. but they're not. Because they didn't really. Because they didn't like. They weren't treated well over there. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> whatever it may be, but I just I love that he clapped back. Yes. Because I yes. think at some point you've got to rise up and yes. you've got to say, "This is what I stand for. This is what I believe," yeah. and yep. it is what I it agree. is. Hey, let's go to break. Our final break. When we come back, I've got some history segment, and I've got a unique birthday that happened on Sunday. Yeah, let's talk about. Uh, so that. we'll talk about uh, Mr. George <laughs> Jetson. You're listening to Direct Line. We'll be right back after this. You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217-477-0025. Morgan Stanley Smith Marty LLC. Member SI. PC. Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyds of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217 217- Two six zero five six four seven. Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. Hi, I'm Linda Darby, and I'm part of the third generation of Darbys to own Sunset Funeral Home in Memorial Park. Since the 1960s, our family has been proud to serve Vermillion County by providing unmatched dedication and personalized service to families. And I'm Ross Darby. I'm part of the fourth generation in our family business. I want to introduce you to Hall of Fame plaques and signs. We promise to provide you with the same level of service 
at our sign shop that you've grown accustomed to at our funeral homes and cemetery. With a name like Hall of Fame, it's gonna be great! You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. It's Thursday, August 4. We are in full GLS mode. We are. The GLS begins in like 10 minutes. Right? Get to Second Church. It's not too late. We'd love to get you plugged in, and it's going to be a great opportunity. One of the things I love about GLS is it brings so many from our community together. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, they give us some comps, mm-hmm. and uh, we actually reached beyond Danville with some of our comps. Okay. And I've got a ministry friend from Monticello coming. Good. I've got a ministry friend from Clinton coming. Okay. Uh, so I think it's going to be great to see how it unfolds. It and uh, it's, a, it's a long two days. Full. Yes. Full. But um, one other thing I love is we're all together, one venue this uh, year. I know. So it makes that's me really, happy. really good. Hey, history segment. Got to do my history segment. This week in 1936, August 1, uh, Adolf Hitler oversees the Berlin Olympics opening ceremony. More than 5,000 athletes from 51 countries march into a stadium packed with 100,000 onlookers. Hmm. Think about that for just a moment. 1936, 100,000 people gather together. Doesn't that just seem crazy? Maybe not. I don't know. They weren't flying, right? I, probably there not. They weren't commercial airlines so at that point. they probably mostly... I don't know, train, I'm guessing, or they lived around there. Mm. But, um, you know, the 1936 Olympics will forever be known as the Jesse Owens Olympics. Jesse Owens was an American athlete, an African-American athlete. Mm -hmm. He actually went to Ohio State University. Uh, He he went to the Olympics in Germany. Hitler, of course, was just a raging, Mm -hmm. raging, you know, hated uh, Jewish people, Mm -hmm. hated black people, Mm -hmm. just wanted the master race. And Jesse Owens won four gold medals and uh hitler was forced to acknowledge (laughs) that he was you know one of the very best wow but um yeah that that's what was happening this week way Mm -hmm. back in 1936 now are you into the olympics or not really i used to be more so than i am now yeah and why would you say you're not now i don't know just time and i just got away from it i don't know yeah i liked it back in the day when we, you weren't watching it live. Okay. I mean, and now well, it's, had, it's, yeah. I mean, it was like, ooh, we're going to turn the TV on at 8 o'clock on Friday night right. or, or right. Thursday, you know, ever, and we're going to watch highlights. it. The right. highlights or right. whatever. Now it's just like, I don't know. You can see all these weird yeah. things that are going on around the clock. I don't know. And, you know, for me, I, I think when we added the professional athletes mm. for, like, mm-hmm. basketball mm-hmm. and for hockey, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, mm-hmm. I really struggled with that. I understand why we did it because I think you had the communist countries that they basically were paying their athletes, mm-hmm. you know, salaries, mm-hmm. but still calling them amateurs. But I think it really lost something when mm-hmm. it became maybe more commercialized mm-hmm. in a lot of mm-hmm. ways. But mm-hmm. that, that was a great moment in American history. When African American <laughs> Jesse Owens said, "Mr. Adolf Hitler, you take this." So, hey, this week in 1962, August the fifth, Marilyn Monroe is found dead. Um, how would you describe Marilyn Monroe? Oh, just a sex symbol. Okay. I don't okay. Know. Actress, kind of a you know self-made in a lot of ways, uh, icon of the day. What a sad. Oh, man, reading Sad. through the, did you yeah, read through this I article? I, I mean, it. it was just heartbreaking. Yeah. You know, yeah. literally someone that had it all, you would think, right. Right. you know, right. that should be able to find happiness and satisfaction. Mm-hmm. She was married to maybe the greatest Major League Baseball player right. for a while. She was married to Arthur Miller, the playwright. Mm-hmm. Um, this isn't a good thing, but she had relationships, you know, with uh, President Kennedy. Right. And uh, I didn't know this. They said possibly his brother Bobby. 
But um, man, oh, and he was in Los Angeles the night of her. Death. Pretty wild, yeah. yeah the speculation yeah. that that played out, but it's just a reminder that uh, th- this is me preaching again. But if you don't have hope that endures, right. you know the the things of this world they're just that they're temporary. And you know we had multiple funerals last week, yeah. and one one of the things that just really struck me was Drew Menser was with us, mm-hmm. and he shared briefly at Frida Walters. Mm-hmm. Um, funeral on Saturday morning, and he shared that passage from Second Corinthians chapter four that talks about you know don't focus on the things that are seen, mm-hmm. but on what is unseen. Mm-hmm. For what is seen is temporary, and what is unseen is eternal. Mm-hmm. And you look at someone like Marilyn Monroe, mm-hmm. just what a tragic mm-hmm. example mm-hmm. of so caught up in the here and now. And right. you know, hopefully she's with the Lord. You know, I I, I don't know. We'll, we'll find out someday, but. I just wonder how many times that story's been replicated over right. and over right. again. Here's the third one, 1990, August 2nd, Iraq invades Kuwait. Do you remember it? I do. I was finishing up college, but Yeah, we were getting of... ready to go to our senior year of yeah. college, if yeah. my uh, yeah. math is correct. And I remember that taking place. And I'll be honest, at that point, I didn't even know what Kuwait was. I know. Or where I was kind it was of engrossed in my own life Anything about that. that. Yeah. But um, that would, of course, lead to Operation mm-hmm. Desert, Desert Shield mm-hmm. in the fall, mm-hmm. and then ultimately Operation Desert Storm. Right. And that was one of the quickest conflicts in American mm-hmm. history. Mm-hmm. Uh, we took care of business in a, you know, a hot minute yeah. and liberated Kuwait. But it really started a battle with Iraq that would culminate with, uh, you know, post 9-11, our decision to invade mm-hmm. Iraq. Mm-hmm. We had faulty intelligence. We believed there were weapons of mass destruction. That didn't happen. And again, a lot of American mm-hmm. lives were lost. Mm-hmm. I think it really tanked the presidency of mm-hmm. George W. Bush. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, a- another blot, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And it's just heartbreaking for families that lost so much yeah. during that time. Yeah. So, um, hey, George Jetson, the yeah. internet thinks that he was born on July 31st, 2022. Can you imagine when they when they created yeah. that and they thought, let's pick a date in they the future? Isn't that wild? Will we ever hit that point? I wonder if they thought. And so happy birthday, George Jetson. Of course, the Jetsons was uh, set in 2062 when it came out in 1962. So I just thought that was uh, interesting that he was born on Sunday. Very interesting. So I hope he's having a good couple first few days on this earth. Hey, good news segment. I had an opportunity Friday night. Uh, two of our sponsors, Donna Deanna Witzel, mm-hmm. invited me to their home. Their son, Rob, wrote a book. That's what I heard. And, uh, man, it was a great time just to see a lot of people and celebrate Rob. And I'm excited to announce that two weeks from today, Rob's going to be with us on Direct Line. Good. We're going to learn all kinds of things about what what's it mean to write a book. But just thankful for the Witzels and especially mm-hmm. for Rob's effort. And we wish him nothing right. but the best. Congratulations, Rob. Well, on behalf of Stephanie, this is Greg saying thanks for listening to Direct Line. We'll see you next week. Have a great day.